Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rhema Word of Faith Empowerment Ministries. And just before Richard gets started, we forgot to pray this morning, so we want to pray. Father God, we thank you for this here opportunity to minister to these here, your sheep. Our Holy Spirit, we welcome you here to take over this time, think through our minds, speak through our vocal cords, none of us and all of you. And Father, we pray that the hearts of your people are good ground for the sowing of the seed of your word. We pray that revelation knowledge will just flow freely, uninterrupted, unhindered by any satanic or demonic forces. And we declare that we're broadcasting this broadcast in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You know, we're going to look at John 14, starting at verse 15 here in a minute. But I had told somebody the other day, I said, do you realize that everybody who's ever been born was born into slavery? And they were like, no, slavery ended in the 1860s. Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. And there's no, I said, Every human being who has ever been born, it doesn't matter what their race, their nationality, the language they speak, whether male or female, none of that matters. Every human being that's ever been born was born into slavery. I said born in as a slave to sin and that we are freed from sin by the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are saved by God's grace through faith and the importance of the Holy Spirit Without the Holy Spirit, the church is just another social group. Amen. Without the Holy Spirit, we might as well just be meeting at some restaurant or anywhere else and just talking about the issues of the day and how how we might help the poor or whatever. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that sets the church apart, that gives the church its power. And you look at John 14, beginning at verse 15. He says, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. The Holy Spirit is alive in us. That's where we get our power. That's where the church finds the power to do the things that God calls it to do. That is where the individual Christian finds the power to do what God calls them to do is through the power of the Holy Spirit. We have been blinded by this world. You and I have talked any number of shows about that we need to have our mind transformed. It needs to be renewed by the transforming of our mind. We have been blinded by this world to the point that even sometimes as Christians, we don't see exactly the way that God wants us to see. We say... Well, I don't think that can be, and there's any number of reasons why, and we just forget that through the power of the Holy Spirit, lives can still be changed. Well, I think that person's just too far gone. The doctor said, you know, the doctor told me this, and so we say, well, the doctor said, 
and never allowing for God, never allowing for the Holy Spirit to do something different. The doctor said, I'll have to take this pill for the rest of my life, so I guess I'll have to. Where's the Holy Spirit? The doctor said there's no hope. Where's the Holy Spirit? Our neighbors, we say, well, there's no hope for them. Where is the Holy Spirit? We have been blinded by the world to where we think, well, the world says this, and this is this is what I can see and taste and feel and touch and hear, so that's the only thing that's real. And we forget that the Holy Spirit has power. Amen. And I was reminded as you were speaking, of, <clears throat> you said something about what separates us from the world, the flesh, and the devil. <laughs> and it is the greater one that lives in us, according to the Scriptures. It's the Holy Spirit. And without that Holy Spirit, Christ in us, the hope of glory, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, without that being in us, we, we are just another social organization. Right, we could just sit around talking about yeah. the problems of the world. But but I'm reminded of something in Ephesians 4.11. He talks about the fivefold ministry, that he gave some to be apostles, some evangelists, some prophets, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints. For the work of ministry. Well, and faith comes by hearing. The Bible says, how can they believe unless they hear? How can they hear without a preacher? Somebody preaching the gospel. If you never preach about the Holy Spirit and his role, people won't have faith or confidence in what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit and his role. So we as spiritual leaders, again, and again, we're supposed to be equipping the saints with this revelation. And then they go and forward that, and make as they're making disciples. And if we don't do that, and that's how the deceptive the devil is, he'll make you focus on other things, things of the world, which the Bible tells you don't be conformed to this world. But he'll have you so focused on that that you will get off focus on the, the truth, which is the gospel. And Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, Christ in me, the hope of glory. He said, it's the power of God unto salvation. And the scripture also say in Ephesians 3.20 that I have not seen, that's, no, it says, now him, unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think or imagine according to the power that worketh in us. Well, that power is Christ in us, the Holy Spirit, the one he says he's going to leave for us. But if we never talk about the Holy Spirit or talk about certain things of the kingdom, People won't have faith for it. People, I go to, I hear Christians all the time. Christians, they talk about everything but the word of God, but what's pertained in, in the in the promise. Jesus says, I'm promising you, I'm going to send you a helper, a comforter, the spirit of truth. And he's going to abide with you how, how, for how long? Forever. That means greater is he that's in you. That means you're more than a conqueror. And if you don't meditate and, and and, and believe and receive and declare that, confess that, you'll forget. Because we as people, we leak. you got to stay filled with the Spirit. <laughs> well, see, and, then, and then as Christians, mm-hmm. or in America especially, people in America tend to like, we'd like to think of, we're scientific. We're scientific-minded. We want to analyze and, and everything. We want to analyze it, and we want to test it, and we want to see it work in a lab. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what's important. If I can see it, it's real. If I can taste it, it's real. If I can touch it, it's real. And I've actually heard people, well, I don't believe in that spiritual mumbo jumbo. I don't, you know, I don't believe in anything I can't see. I don't believe in anything that I can't feel. I can't, I don't believe in anything I can't touch. Well, as and, Christians, we should, we should believe the word of God. 
Right. That's our choice, but and but we have a choice. We can Right. We have, even as a Christian, we can say I'm not I'm not paying attention well, to that. We can walk in the spirit or we can walk in the flesh. And this is why we need to have our mind renewed by it's transforming. Because and if you we mind, do live by the the world. You lived by the world your whole life up until right. the point you became a Christian. Now it's time to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I'm reminded what what was written in, in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 1, verse 5, it says, For John, and this is Jesus speaking, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then if you jump over to verse 8, Jesus speaks again. He said, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in, in Jerusalem, Judea, and I just said all over the world. And a witness means demonstrator. You're going to demonstrate this power. That's why Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God. He not only talked about the power of Paul, but he demonstrated it. Remember? He laid hands on people. people would get he healed. cast out demons. People would well, get saved. That's, Lives uh, would be changed. That's another purpose of the Holy Spirit, is for you to demonstrate this superior kingdom that we're a part of now. It says in Colossians, we've been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God, or to the kingdom of his marvelous light. So that's where we are now. We're now ambassadors for Christ. And when you become ambassador, you got the Holy Spirit in you to go do kingdom business. But if you never reinforce that belief, you'll forget. Or even believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, Jesus said repent and believe the gospel. What we have to be careful as Christians is when we say, yes, I believe I've accepted Jesus Christ and now think I'm done. So many Christians think, now I'm done. I I have my fire insurance policy. This well, is what's going to get well, me to heaven. And that is, you are not Richard, done the, the scripture when you become said, a Christian. The scripture says there's things that accompany salvation. There's a Amen. lot of things that accompany. Then he says over in Psalms 105, forget not all his benefits. So when you come into the kingdom, you have a benefit package that's, that that. Superior to any other package that a company can give you. We know in the natural, when you get a job, you rather have one that has a benefit package. And you won't forget none of your benefits that that company didn't said you got. You lay hold to them. So he says now that you're in the kingdom of God, forget not all your benefits. So we have this benefit package, and one of them, the main one, is the promise of the Holy Spirit that comes to live inside of you and makes you able to rule and reign. The scripture says in Romans, those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall rule and reign in life as kings. Well, you got to believe that. See, and again, and, and one of the purposes of this show is to help people to come to that realization. I know people that are Christians that live in fear. They're in fear of everything. They're in fear of well, their health. They're in fear of their children. might Something might happen to them. They're, they're in fear of almost well, everything. They need to meditate on the scripture in Timothy. The Lord has not given me a spirit of fear but love, again, power, and a sound of mind. But and this is why so many Christians live below where God wants them to live, because they don't understand exactly what it is well, that God has done in their life. Well, Richard, they won't take time to meditate on the Word of God. Meditation transforms what you believe. If you meditate on God's Word, you won't believe that negative thing anymore. You'll believe the positive, because God is positive. And I was reminded as we're speaking, the Bible says in Galatians, faith without works is dead. Now, you can say... Oh, I got faith in Jesus, but where's the corresponding action? Why are you still fearful? Why are you allowing the world to just 
chew you up and spit you out because well, you got to have right there. No, no. Well, faith See, that, that's what happens to a lot of Christians. The world is right in front of them and they can feel mm-hmm. it and taste it and touch it and smell it and hear it. And the spirit doesn't well, do it that same way. And so they fall claim to well, the world again. I, I'm, I'm back to what the word of God says. I, I'm stuck on the truth of God's word. He says in Romans eight, the word is near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart and in your, it's in your mouth. And it's the word of faith which we speak or preach. And I was just meditating that on that the other day. Preach doesn't actually mean I'm in a building preaching the gospel. It means I'm speaking of the things of God. That's what preaching means. And you means. can do that at home. <laughs> you or can do that anywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And people tell oh, Vince, you preach all the time. Yeah. I talk about the things of God all the time. So I guess I am preaching because that's what preaching means. I'm speaking of the things of God or the things of the kingdom. So he says in Roman eight, the kingdom, he said, the word is near us. It's in our heart and it's in our mouth. So first put the word in your heart. That's where your believing takes place in your heart, not in your mind. That's why your mind has to be transformed. All the believing, the Bible says in Romans eight, also with the heart, one believes with the mouth confession is made. So Believe the word. When you hear it, go ahead and believe it. Put it in your heart and then start releasing it. Don't release all this negative stuff. You know how many times I hear Christians say the same thing you said, all this negative stuff. I'm like, and I thought the scripture says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say what? Let the weak say that I'm what? Strong. Strong. Six, eight, I'm. So the redeemed need to say what God said. We need to say what thus said the Lord because God watches over his word. And then whatever's pure, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's good. That's what you should be thinking on. Whatever's trustworthy, think on those things. He didn't say think on how bad the economy is. Well, see, that's the thing is that so many Christians sit and they wring their hands about, oh, man, the economy's bad. Oh, man, Obamacare is terrible. Oh, man, this is terrible. Oh, man, look at all this that's happening in the world. And if you watch the news, I, I tried to tell somebody this the other day. If you watch the news and that's all you pay attention to, pretty soon you're going to come. And I don't care what station you watch. Pretty soon the whole world's a mess. There's absolutely no hope for it. And we might as well just go home, draw our drapes, lock our doors with as many locks as we can get, and just wait for the end. Because the the news is bad. And you And I said, there are millions of people, not only in the United States, but around the world, Every single day who are helping their neighbors, who are doing something in God's kingdom, and they never make the news. Well, we have the Bible, which is called the good news. The gospel is called the good news. And again, in that good news, he tells us, he instructs us, Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your what? Good works and glorify your father in heaven. So again, he says, demonstrate the superior kingdom that you're a part of now. But the only way that's going to happen, again, you know, I'm an advocate that faith comes by hearing. You got to constantly hear who you are in Christ Jesus. That's got to be reinforced. And it's got to be reinforced with more words. And then you got to believe it. Yeah. You're a child of God. You got to believe that. You're a co-heir with Christ. You you, got to believe that. You are what you eat. If I keep eating this, feeding this word to me, Jesus says, eat of my body and drink of my blood. Basically, feed on me. If I keep feeding on him, guess what I'm going to be like? Him. If I keep feeding on this garbage that's on all these news stations, news broadcasts, that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm feeding my spirit. So it's the spirit that gives life. (laughs) See, I, I know people. Christian people 
who get up in the morning and the first thing they do is read the paper. First thing I and read then is they read go the to Bible. work. I read this paper. They the never. Book. They don't read their Bible first. Well, they read you know the paper what? first. And when they go off to work, the the thing that's in their mind is all the bad stuff that's going on. Well, we want to encourage them, don't do that. Change your patterns. Change your habits. Get in the habit of getting up in the morning, praising the Lord. I get up in the morning, the first thing that come out of my mouth is, Good morning, Heavenly Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Then I say, Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be a part of this day that you have made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it because this is the day he's made. And it doesn't matter if it's raining or sunny or This is the day that you have made because a lot of us didn't make it to see this day. So I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. So start your day off a little different. Again, this broadcast is designed to ignite one's faith on fire. Start your day off with worshiping the Lord, praising so if your day is started by spending 20 minutes, half hour, whatever it is, reading the newspaper... I, I want to challenge as people. a Christian. Yeah, I want to challenge people. Spend that time reading your Bible Ooh. and do it for a month and see if your outlook on life, see if things you're thinking doesn't change. Right, because the word is designed to do that. It says in Hebrews, uh, the word eight twelve, the word of God is living and is powerful. So once you and then it tells us in James, it has receive, the power to do everything. Yeah, receive with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save your soul. So receive the word and start believing that Jesus, when he came with his ministry, the first words out of his mouth was, "The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Believe the good news. Stop believing all the bad news." Like you said, we're all born sinners. We're all born, born slaves. Born slaves. So he says, I got some good news for you, slaves. You're not. You're going to be set free. <laughs> whoever receives, remember, See, whoever receives the son, that, you're free now. We're not a slave to sin anymore. We don't right. have to do it you're, anymore. Right. And if you receive Christ, you've been freed from the, the law of sin and death. And he's come to give life in it more abundantly. I don't have to sit in my house and worry and fret and wonder what's going to happen and be scared of the future because... He is greater than the world. And I always tell people this. God has anointed us. It says over in, I believe, First First John 2.20, it says, you have an anointing from God. And I understand that the anointing means the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. It's the ability to use God's ability. I also like to call it the performance enhancer. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> the, the anointing is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he says, you have an anointing for God. So... Allow the anointing to work in you. So God has gifted us and anointed us for what we need to make it through this time. Because we wasn't supposed to be born in 1855, 1600. We were meant to be born, remember, now. God, right now. For everything that's happening in the earth, God's equipped us and anointed us to make it through. He's done that. So regardless of what happens with the government, anything, God's equipped us, and he's birthed us into the earth for such a time as this. Remember, Mordecai told Esther, you were born for such a time as this. All of us who are living right now, who will receive Jesus, Lord, we have what it takes to make it through because we have an anointing. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We have everything God says we have. So we're gifted and equipped. We can make it. So whatever the world brings, Jesus said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So whatever the world came, he says, and this is the victory has overcome the world, our faith. Our faith in Jesus, our faith in the word. So if we keep our minds fixed and focus on the word, we're overcomers. No matter what comes against us, I can get through it. Scripture also says you have need of endurance. After you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise. So I need to I need to keep on the whole armor then. 
the salvation, the breastplate, the shield, the faith, have the truth wrapped around me, and, and then stand. Stand on the word, regardless, because the word is what God's going to watch over. He said he watches over his word to perform it. So that's what we got, and we just got to— See, what, what people forget is that when we worry and we, we start to say, well, I don't think God can do that, and it doesn't matter what it is. If, as soon as you start to think, well, I don't think that that can happen, what you're saying is more about what you think about God than you think about the situation. Well, God so is if positive. you've got a neighbor, or you got a, let's say you got children, and they're having trouble in their marriage, and you're like, man, there's no hope for that. I, I don't think that anything can be done about that. You're saying more about what you think God can do than you are about the people involved. Let's say that God calls you to do something, and it might be something like teach a Sunday school class or whatever it might be, and you say, well, I don't think I can do that. You're saying more about what you think about God than you are about yourself, because you're saying... God can't do what he called me to do. He can't equip me to do what he called me to do. When he actually said, I will give you everything you need. Anything I call you to do, I will provide you with what you need to do it. When we say, well, I don't think I can, we're speaking more about God than we're speaking about ourselves. Back to the scripture in Acts 1 verse 8. Get get a revelation of this. Meditate on this. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be witnesses to me. You're going to be a witness to my glory. I'm going to work in and through you. Yeah, every believer. Yeah. I'm going to work because yeah, you can't do it. Remember, he said, "Let the weak say that I'm strong." And and I, this is a scripture I always quote: uh, "Not by might, not by power, but by His Spirit." That's what's going to enable me to do what seems to be what I what the facts look like I can't do. That's why you boldly declare, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. As Americans, we like to, we think we're interested in facts, just the facts, ma'am. Well, that and, is a fact. That's a, and, that's a word. That's a promise. I mean, what what <laughs> we, we see as facts is that stuff that we can see and taste and hear and, and we can duplicate in a laboratory. And well, that's we, not all the facts there are. But, but, but as blood bought, Born again believers, Amen. we're we're encouraged and challenged to walk by faith, not by sight. Right. I mean, right. we don't See, walk by the fine senses. Kind of no, we walk by faith, and when I say walk by faith, walk by what the Word has said. See, my sight watching the news says there's no hope mm-hmm. for this world. There's absolutely no hope for this world. Mm-hmm. Your sight can tell you. Well, your the natural senses will tell faith. you that. And faith is. And Jesus said something very interesting in Mark eleven twenty two. He says, "Have faith in God." God and his word are one. Or another translation, have the God kind of faith. Again, God is positive. God don't think I can't, this can't happen. <laughs> he don't have, he doesn't think like that. And the Bible tells us. So you don't Ephesians, think God's thinking right now, there's no hope for this world. No, it's no, he ain't thinking that. And the Bible tells us to have the mind of Christ. Well, what's the mind of Christ? Did Christ, did Christ thought, oh, man, when they kill me, I ain't going to raise. What am I going to do now? I ain't, what am I going to do now? I ain't going to raise from dead. I'm, it's going to be over for me. No, he boldly went to the cross with confidence, knowing the promise of God that destroyed this temple, and three days later, it's gonna raise, it's gonna get raised up. He was so confident in that he let them arrest him. See, you know what's interesting is that we might something might happen to us and say, "Man, I don't know what I'm gonna do now." God never says. Holy cow, I caught my surprise. What am I going to do now? I didn't let these people out to a Red Sea. I messed up on what this one. What am I going to do now? now? You know, and it, it is. It's true. We forget. 
somehow I think that because of our own limitations, we put those same limitations on God. God has never, ever, not even once been in a place where he was caught by surprise and thought to himself, what do I do now? He is always in command. He is always on the throne. He is always reigning. And as his children, we don't need to fear. We don't need to worry because he who is in us is greater than he is in the world. I got one scripture to read here, and I believe that's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. He said, No temptation has overtaken you except as which is common to man. And that temptation is test or trials, tribulations, persecutions, has overtaken you except as common to man. That means everybody's going to go through stuff. But God is faithful. Ooh, that's the part I like. But God is faithful. And now not that's what faithful you faithful like people. Well, that's what you got to always realize. But God is faithful. Look, who will not allow you to be tempted, tested, or tried beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, test, or trial will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Amen. You got to get that in your spirit. Okay, God. Oh, you you led me to this situation. You led me to this problem. Oh, you're gonna make a way of escape because. That's what's going to strengthen my faith. If I, when I make it, hang on, if, when I make it through this trial, because I know in life there's going to be more. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. So you don't get just one storm in your life. You get multiple see, storms. See, we, we want to fix our life and fix all of our problems and never have another one. Well, we don't want to have no storms. <laughs> right. That's we, what I mean. we, we want to have sunny days have every day. Well, you can't have a sunny day every day if you keep declaring, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice. The Bible says when you're going through, when you're, he said, don't think it's strange. When you go through stuff, he says, count it all joy. Count it all joy, yeah. When you're going through, just count it joy. Because he's building our faith. But, but you know what? That don't make sense to count it all joy when my finances well, just hit rock bottom. <laughs> but it makes faith because he told me to count it or all I joy. Or I got sick or somebody I know is. Count or, it all joy. Or an accident or Count whatever. it all joy. Do what he said. Do what the word says. Count it all joy and watch how the circumstance will change when you do the word. Right. See, you got to count it all joy. See, we have forgotten, I think, sometimes as Christians, that God's working everything to a plan. Every single thing to a plan. God knows every decision you're going to make. He knows your, your, your ending from, from your beginning. He knew every situation that you would come up against. He knew the children of Israel was going to come up against the Red Sea. That wasn't a shock to him. Right. It's just I mean, like with us. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. wow. I, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> and here comes Pharaoh. What do we do now? No, no. Well, it, it, even with our life, God knows every trial and tribulation and persecution that we're going to encounter or endure. And like the scripture says, he's already made an escape for us. He, he's always made us to bear it and to get out of it. We just have to trust God that he's going to get us to our wealthy place. Amen. 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 So I guess this is going to do it for this segment of Faith on Fire. And remember uh, what it says in the scriptures, the just shall live by faith. And we want to remind and encourage you to keep walking by faith and not by sight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.